Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. Nine minutes after five o'clock. In conversation next with immigration law expert Ashraf Esop, a law that led to loss of citizenship for South Africans who choose to acquire another country's citizenship through a voluntary and formal act other than marriage has been declared unlawful and unconstitutional. The ruling by the Supreme Court of Appeals follows an application by the Democratic Alliance on behalf of South Africans who unknowingly lost their South African citizenship after acquiring a second citizenship in another country. While handing down the judgment, Judge Dumsani Zondi said depriving people of their right to citizenship with no regard for their individual circumstances and the reasons that they are taking out another citizenship is both unfair and is it crepitious. Um, we are now joined on the line by Ashraf Esab. Ashraf, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, you're welcome and thanks for the opportunity. Let's so, just, just by way of background, yes. No, you can go ahead. I was going to start there, actually. Okay, so as you know that, as you said in the introduction, this was a judgment yesterday, and I think a very welcome judgment. So just by way of background, the Citizenship Act says the following, right, in terms of Section 61A, that if an adult, by his own voluntary act, for example, and it excludes minor children and women by marriage, acquires the citizenship of another country, then you stand to automatically lose South African citizenship unless you resorted to the following. You applied to the Minister of Home Affairs to retain your South African citizenship first, and you were authorized to get uh, or to acquire the citizenship of another country. So the authorization to retain had to be done in writing before you, you can even actually took steps to acquire citizenship of another country. Now, you could imagine that a number of people in that position, for example, those that acquired citizenship by investment of third countries, or countries obviously outside South Africa, and there's a lot of those countries offering it, like Turkey, Caribbean islands, uh, the famous golden visas of Europe. So you stood automatically to lose your South African citizenship. And this was a DA's case in the High Court and later on in the Supreme Court. And it said, look, you know, it's irrational to actually ask us to do this because it flies in the face of the Constitution. And the Constitution is the supreme law of South Africa. So where you have other legislation competing with the highest law in the country, which is the South African Constitution, then it has to bow to the constitution. So part of the argument of the DA, or the applicants in that, is that there was a Mr. Plykis, you know, he was in London and he went to, to live abroad and he tried to um, renew his passport and he was told, oh, sorry, but you automatically lost this. So part of the complaint was, but how can I automatically lose something that I don't know about? And secondly, in terms of the Constitution, especially Section 3 of the Constitution, says very clearly there is a common South African citizenship. And 3.2b, A and B says, all citizens are equally entitled to the rights, privileges, and benefits of citizenship. Obviously, it means that they're equally subject to the duties and responsibility of citizenship. Section 3.3 mandates that national legislation should be 
provided to to uh, deal with acquisition, loss, and restoration of citizenship. So I think very tellingly, the SCA judges, uh, of which there were five, basically said the starting point is the Constitution protects citizenship. It's expressed in the, in the Constitution under Section 20 that no citizen may be deprived of his citizenship. I mean, that's a very important starting point. And there were other constitutional court ju judgments that said, why it's so important to protect citizenship? Obviously, we know through our historical experiences in this country, the arbitrary deprivation of citizenship created havoc for millions and millions of people. Suddenly, you know, you were a citizen of a Bantustan somewhere and no longer South African citizenship, so a uh, citizen. So uh, the framers of the Constitution were very careful to say, look, we want to preserve this very, very important right because citizenship really is a gateway to a number of other rights in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Least, you know, is, is the Bill of Rights. So actually in the Constitution, there are only two or three provisions that apply specifically, uh, specifically to uh, citizens and others that apply only to citizens as well as foreigners. So if I, if I just yeah. clarify that point. Okay. There are two or three provisions. Yes, go ahead. So, so I wanted to ask if, if this also applies to somebody who has been naturalized. So it makes no distinction between, remember, this particular um, application said the following, right? South African citizens first who applied for a country's, another country's citizenship deemed to have lost their citizenship automatically. Whereas naturalization is a process that you follow to acquire citizenship in South Africa. So unless your question is, if I'm a foreign national and I go through the process of permanent residence, et cetera, and I acquire South African citizenship, if I take out citizenship of another country, am I protected by the same law? Then the answer is yes. But you can imagine that it doesn't really affect those people that became naturalized because South Africa is, so to speak, the second citizenship. You, you, you get the yeah. point. Okay. okay, and that would, uh, but I'm, I'm asking in terms of, so let's say, for instance, somebody have renounced their citizenship from whichever country they come from, and now they've been naturalized in South Africa. Would this law apply to them as well? They are South African, and that's the end of the story. Whether they were born outside of South, South Africa, that doesn't apply. Yes, so the Constitution doesn't say it applies to anyone that's uh, not, not born here or by descent. There are three ways of obtaining citizenship birth, descent, and nationalization. The Act does not distinguish, nor does the Constitution distinguish between how you acquired your citizenship. It simply addresses the automatic loss of citizenship. Yeah. Where the automatic loss is when you voluntarily acquire citizenship of another country. Okay. So the court also noting that the Act came into place in uh, October 1995, and this 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 um, this new order that has been handed down should also be applying um, retrospectively. What does this then mean for what home affairs would need to do? So you know, in the general course, retrospective effect of the law is not welcome. But in this mm. case, the court said, "Look, you know, this this act goes back to 1995, and lots and lots of people have been disbarred or deprived arbitrarily." of their citizenship. Therefore, the court said, 
from the date of enactment of this legislation, all decisions from that time going forward would be null and void. So what it really means in practice is that you haven't lost your citizenship automatically. That's what it really amounts to. So home affairs won't be able to put up a defense, oh, sorry, we're not renewing this or that document of yours because you're no longer a citizen. So that's the effect of this retrospective effect of this piece, uh, of this judgment. So it protects people from 1995, which is the date of enactment, up to date. So in practical terms, it just reinstates your citizenship. It's not deemed to have been lost. Okay. Um, and, and based on this, the, specifically the part around it applying retrospectively and some of the rights that some of those people who were affected by the law uh, were disenfranchised, disenfranchised on, does this mean that they could sue the state? Well, that's an interesting question. What kind of damages would flow yeah. from the loss of citizenship and the automatic loss thereof? Now, in any case that you bring uh, regarding damages in dealing so you've got to prove that the state was negligent in having deprived you of your rights. And, I mean, that's going to be a difficult threshold to prove because it's a delictual action for damages. Then you've got to actually prove through expert evidence what your damages amounted to. Were you a rocket scientist in South Africa deprived of your citizenship? And there were instances of this. We, we, do deal, we are dealing with one such matter. And what the quantum of damages is. In that particular case, the applicant is claiming millions and millions of rands in damages, but he's got proof based on scientific evidence as well as actuarial calculations to say, had I not been deprived of my citizenship, this is what my status would have been as a nuclear scientist in this country. You have unlawfully deprived me of my citizenship, therefore my damages amount to X, Y, and Z. But damages, as we know, in this case is discretionary. Uh, and, and the judge has to make a finding. Interesting. So theoretically, yes, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Um, that is immigration law expert there, Ashraf Asop, following that uh, uh, judgment that was handed down by the Supreme Court of Appeals yesterday.